two, one. Let's start this motherfucker up. Thank you to Barrett Johnson for playing us in. As always, a beautiful rendition of your song, which I don't remember what the fuck it's called. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. okay. It's a brilliant song. I just wish he would release that damn album. But uh, So Barrett, if you're listening, go release that shit, man. Anyway, this is uh, seven, uh, 17. 17, episode 17 of the Bonfire Sessions. Feels like we got there pretty quick. Yeah. Solid number. It is a good number. You know, almost a 20. That's another milestone. Hmm. So that's, oh man, the sirens are ringing up here. It's funny that uh, how little amount of people live up in paradise now compared to what it used to be. You can definitely tell on Sunday when all the trucks are gone. Yeah. Yeah. There's no one up here, huh? I like it. Yeah. It's not too ghost towny ish. Not, not, not in the daytime. Uh, at yeah. night, at, at night. night you can feel. Yeah, it's dark as fuck up here, huh? Feel kind of vulnerable. Yeah. Very, very dark. Very naked. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. It's good to be naked sometimes. Certain times. At certain times. Definitely. In certain contexts. So here's my glass. It's in a red solo cup. I went with. Uh, I just went with the cheap kind of rum today. I hope you don't mind. No, not at all. It it's worked. Okay. It worked last week. And yeah. yeah. So we got Sailor Jerry, you know. Never had I, that I feel before. you haven't had it before. Mm-mm. Oh, it's like you know, it's it's not like shitty rum, but it's not good rum. It's just like something. It's the perfect <clears throat> drink to put in a mixer, which is what we've done. <clears throat> I got like, some like organic soda or some shit. <clears throat> it's good. It's called Gus Gus Soda. <laughs> Where'd you find that? Uh, it's just at the Holiday Market up here. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, we're going with a mixer. It's fine. It is what it is. It's perfect for it. another Sunday. Did we record last time on a Sunday? I think we did. Yeah. So another perfect Sunday, this a Sunday afternoon. Nothing much to do. I got all my shit done. Nice. Do a podcast, have a drink. I think I'm going to go watch Lion King later. <laughs> oh, the the one in theater? Yeah. Yeah. The new, uh, the live action, live action stuff. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Yeah. My daughter's seen it. I think my wife and I are going to see it with her get a uh, decent reviews i think so yeah. from what i've heard i mean it's disney so yeah i mean it'll be that. pretty good i'm sure i don't know i don't really like get too excited about disney it's not my bag but it'll be fun it's always good to go to a movie with a fam we don't get to see many movies do you ever go to the movie theaters i used to more but <clears throat> like a long time ago but i, I mean know. not since the campfire <laughs> That kind of put a kibosh on that for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We went a couple of times down in Orville, but um, no, before the fire, we would go like twice a month if, yeah. if there was something good to see. Uh, that's, that's a lot, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, right, like a good Sunday afternoon activity. For sure. Matinee. If it's too hot or if it's too cold. Yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> I never, I don't know. Like I said before, I'm not a film guy. I don't. I like movies. No, you're a music guy. I'm a music guy, not a film guy. But, uh, yeah, I definitely have the movies that I like, but I just don't, I don't have a huge repertoire compared to some people. They've seen everything, all the indie films, all the films that got like great reviews, but they weren't big blockbusters, you know, all the cool hip films that people who call, you know, the people, I'm not a guy who like 
call something film versus movie. If I say film, I say it's synonymous with movie. And some people are like, oh, no, there's a big difference. I think Keith Giles is one of those guys. And he tried to explain it to me, and I, I get it in one way. And in another way, I'm just like, okay, but it's pretty subject subjective. But a film would be some uh, a movie that's more culturally, uh, what, significant? Uh, right. Maybe maybe distinguishing between art and like something that's yeah. more kitschy, right? Between uh, art and just a picture, yeah, just a picture, something pretty to look at. Like most of the movies that we watch in the theater are just pretty to look at. Like the stories are are shit. Like the character development is shit. Like there's plot holes and blah blah blah. But it looks pretty, and a lot of money went into it, and like <clears throat> shit blows up. It's like oh shit, yeah, America. But uh, and yeah. I'm of the opinion. I mean. I have a friend who is more of a, you know, film snob. Uh-huh. Uh, like, he doesn't believe in, in any kind of sequel. Like, he doesn't... The first movie was always the best, and everything after that, you know, basically shouldn't have been made. Like, it kind of just mm. ruins a fan franchise, which mm. I don't I don't really see it that way. I, I think... I don't either. Uh, why not, like, infinitely expand the story? Right. Uh, well, and and I wonder, he's not here with us, so he can't answer this, but I wonder if there'd be a different uh, differentiation between like, oh, well, we were just going to do a sequel because it was popular versus, say, uh, The Lord of the Rings, where it's like an intentional trilogy. Like, you, you can't just stop at the end of Fellowship. Right. You, the Two Towers is attached to it, but it's not like an afterthought. It's like, oh, no, we're, we're in, intentionally doing a trilogy. Maybe he would differentiate between that. I think so. Yeah. I've never watched uh, The Godfather. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, those aren't standalone movies, right? I mean, are those more like The Lord of the Rings? Uh, Well, no, they they could stand alone on their own. However, I think Godfather 2, historically and, and, and more often than not, gets reviewed even better and has a higher rating than Godfather 1. 3 is shit. And it gets really bad reviews. I I don't want to lose my Sicilian street cred, but I liked Godfather 1 better than 2, but there wasn't a huge difference. Like, they were both really, really good. So, yeah, I would say that if they never made Godfather 2, it would be fine. Godfather 1 would just be a great film. It would, it, it would make sense. Yeah, to, yeah. Just stop. However... Godfather 2 is the shit. You know, it's good. So why not have another good movie? I mean, you don't have to watch it. And then there's the whole thing like fan fiction is cool to have. Like, it's cool to see where... So it's like almost like trilogies... Can, or not trilogies, but uh, like sequels can be almost like fan fiction. Like, you just expand the story. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you completely botch it and like, uh, you know, completely ruin the story, then it almost ruins number one because you're always going to be influenced by that. You can't go back. And which maybe this brings us into our topic. <laughs> you know, you have this nice. nostalgic view of this one yeah. film and then you see number two and it all it kind of like if it sucks really bad you always look at number one through that lens that you okay now i saw number two i can't go back and unsee what i saw well because the because the franchise is kind of ruined so necessarily that would affect the first one right. in some kind of way right whereas like, if, if if a shitty number two never came out you'd never have that <laughs> you'd always have that more nostalgic view of that first film that you saw I definitely feel that way with uh, The Matrix. Like, yeah. 
I don't I don't look at the whole franchise as highly as I did. Yeah. Then if it just was the first one. <laughs> yeah, I I get that. I I never got into the Matrix like big time. I like it. I think it's brilliant. I think it probably speaks a lot of truth to <laughs> maybe there is something behind the curtain. Um but I never dorked out on it like I did with uh well Lord of the Rings obviously and Star Wars maybe secondary. Definitely the Godfather, you know. I mean, as a Sicilian man, you know, the Godfather's the shit. Oh, you know it pretty well? The Matrix? No, the Godfather. I used to. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I've seen it multiple times. But it's one of those things, like, I'm not a film guy, so I don't... Again, like, I'm probably going to out myself as a bad Sicilian, but, like, yeah, I don't know the story as well as I used to, or as I should. Like, I forget. I forget the events, and, I mean, of course, I remember some stuff, obviously. But maybe I smoke too much pot in between, then. that's my excuse. <laughs> no, I think it's all the booze. The booze? You think the booze is worse than weed? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> booze is one of those things, man. It could be dangerous. You could build up a tolerance. Like, I, I'm i not saying, like, I, I sometimes drink too much, and I don't, I don't like the feeling, though. So that's the thing. That's a good thing. If you drink too much booze, it it sucks, and I hate it. So that's a good hindrance to right. becoming an alcoholic. It's like, oh, I feel like shit, man. Especially when you start getting older. <laughs> when you get older, man, shit, you can't recover from anything. Booze, exercise, injuries, nothing. Everything just takes its time, man. Like, I really just want to get to the point where... You know, I'm just drinking how hard alcohol, you know, <laughs> when we record. That's it. I'm not yeah. there yet. Yeah. But. No, I, I drink um, probably more often than I probably should. But it does hinder you. Like, if you're writing, I don't feel like I write good. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I write good. <laughs> Fuck. Where's my editor? Editor. Shit. Um, I can do it. I mean, I, I, I write, I write high. I don't write well if I'm drunk. It's not, it's more like, yeah, I could do it on this like casual show. Like we're doing here, just chilling. I can have a drink. I haven't had lunch, you know, I'll be like, okay, I could feel it. I wouldn't want to write. I wouldn't want to write some super yeah. profound things right now. just want to sit around and bullshit. It's a balancing act. Yeah, for sure, man. It definitely is a social lubricant. I De- mean, definitely. Well, yeah. Look, that's. Like I mean, one just down one beer before you got to socialize, and it totally, totally helps. Yeah. But, Ima- imagine the bars didn't serve alcohol, and they were just a hangout spot for sober people. Like no one would fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> and if they did, it would just be like it would just be dry like, hey, and yeah. awkward and like. All of our social anxiety would be <laughs> on full display. So it's a it's an adult beverage, uh, meaning, yeah, you're kind of playing with fire a little bit. You are playing with fire a little bit, and because yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like socially being sober, not the greatest. Socially being drunk, not good at all. So it's like. Worse than being sober. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here's the tightrope, and there's the canyon, and just <laughs> find that, uh, find the zone, the perfect zone. Oh, that guy had a hose, not a metal detector. 
Oh, the guy next okay, door? That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't come talk to us, but if he does, that would be two shows in a row where a neighbor comes and talks to us and is oblivious to what we're doing. I think that's just hilarious. <laughs> I think he's going inside. Oh, okay, good. Fuck off. In the kindest of ways. But yeah, we promised to, uh, we promised to talk about nostalgia and doing things for the first time and how life is, uh, Life seems as such that the first time doing something is amazing, but nostalgia is amazing too. So it's just one of those things. How do you, uh, how do you stay in the moment? How do you stay present, but also enjoy that nostalgia and not get, uh, cause what I feel like it is like if our lives go a certain way where we're not happy, we're not content. We look back on shit and we're like, oh, those were the glory days. Those were the good old days. <clears throat> I remember the first time I did this. I remember the first time I was doing this and that's where I want to be. And then you miss on the moment because there's just as many like new opportunities for the first time that you could do now, but also live in the tension of like, yeah. oh, those are the good, those are fun days too. As always, uh, you know, the, the Buddhist perspective, you know, always helps in that just like there's nothing wrong with the ego, there's nothing wrong with, with, uh, nostalgia. Yeah. Um, it, right. It, it's totally fine to, reminisce if you mm -hmm. if you're doing it you know mindfully mm -hmm. but if you're mis if you're mistaking nostalgia uh, for the first time like you're always trying to get back to that mm. first time experience then you're fucked then you're just i mean you're deceived because yeah. you, you can never go back to right what it was like in the past i mean right nor should you really want to i mean because i feel like if we look back at like uh, let me just give you a stupid example. Like the first time you played Mario Brothers three on Nintendo, like you're playing that shit for the first time. Like, oh my god, this is shit's amazing. This is so fun. And it's like, okay, but if you try to go back to that now, what is it? We're you're you're almost forty. I'm thirty six. That was probably like twenty. When did when did that shit come out? Late eighties. I mean, thirty. It would 30 have been thirty ago? years ago for me. If you're like, oh, I want to go back and do it for the 30. first time, you're like not giving honor and respect to the the actual first time that you did that. Like, let that be what it is. And if you try to go back, you're just trying to replace some already amazing moment that you had. So it's like, okay, but then just and, enjoy enjoy yeah. being present when you reminisce and just play. Maybe play Mario Brothers three now on your Nintendo if it still works. Mine Minecraft out on me. I'm so pissed. Yeah. And now they're expensive. Just now. No, like a year ago, two years ago. Well, still. So if you try to buy them now, you're fucked because they're like a hundred bucks. Because it's all, it's you know, it's vintage and people want that shit. Oh, I would have expected it to be a little bit more. Like five hundred dollars wouldn't have been out of the. Maybe it is. I haven't even actually looked. <clears throat> I got to try to clean mine a little more. I tried all the tricks and I can't get it. I can't resurrect it. I need Jesus. <laughs> My Lazarus is down and I don't. I don't know how to resurrect it. But maybe I'll try again. But uh, if you, yeah, if you, if you like, if you, if you play now and you're like, oh, I want to replace that first. No, don't just let it be what it is. Yeah. I think, I think I read an article. Uh, I think you did. I think I did. <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> uh, what about, what, what do you call it? Cognitive science where actually the first time that you, remember a past event that's uh -huh. that's always going to be the most accurate after that it's like you're always you're massaging that memory a little mm. bit more a little bit more yeah 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 so if you really want to do honor to you know that first time experience if you really want to preserve it just don't 
you can't think about it too much. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Just every now and then. Every now and then just dip your toe back and be like, ah, yeah, okay. And and don't be deceived by it because it's probably not as cool as you thought it was maybe, right? No, well, right. Because necess- you've had so many experiences since that first time experience that, I mean, that that shades how you think about it, right? I mean, of course, losing your naivete. Uh, yeah, if you ha- like when you when you have an experience the first time, you have a certain grid and filter that you mm-hmm. look at the world through. Your yeah, your world. Maybe it changes and changes and changes and changes, and now you're now that experience is thirty years ago, and now you're looking at it from a way different grid and filter, and you're also so far removed from it. Like our synapses are just firing so well. Like when you first do something you probably have all these connections of what that was actually like. And I think they fire a little bit less 30 years down the road after you smoked some pot and drank some booze and had a bunch of other shit that happened in your life. And That's what it means to grow old, unfortunately. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy to uh, not be able to remember shit from... Like my daughter, we took her to, uh, we've taken her to Disneyland a couple of times. She got, uh, she was fortunate enough to, to be invited to dance there on their stage for some performance. So we've been there that time. We've been there like three other times. And I asked her about maybe the first or second time. She was maybe three, two, three or four or five, something like that. And she doesn't remember it. It's like, that's crazy to me. But then you think back and you're like, how much do you remember from when you were three, four, five, six, seven, eight? I remember bits and pieces. But isn't like four years old, five years old, like isn't that the point where like looking back from any point, you can't, you can't remember? You can't go much past three, I think is the three, earliest. Three, that sounds more accurate. But even when you look at three, like I, be, I, I do remember things I think when, so I remember there's a, like being in a room, I remember what my bedroom looked like. I remember playing some sort of game on the floor. I might have been two or three. My brother was just a baby. And I just rem- I remember that for whatever reason, but you couldn't put it in like a timetable. You couldn't put that shit like in some sort of like chronology. I remember I remember cops being at my house. There was some sort of domestic my my parents didn't get along. My you know. <laughs> I remember that. I don't mean to laugh. No, no, no. I mean <laughs> shit. But I remember that because of but that but that's a I think we create more um snapshots of those traumatic times or really really exciting times like think of it like a like a camera like if we're just having lunch and reading a book we're taking like a snapshot every minute i mean that's probably not accurate but this is an analogy so fuck off <laughs> no, if we're, I, I follow you. yeah if we're going through like the cops are showing up or we're doing this and that we're probably taking a snapshot every second it's probably more like every millisecond or something but but you know like so those things stick out but still maybe three four five years old i i remember some events in kindergarten i had a little girlfriend named emily she was from england i remember getting chocolate chip cookies and playing nintendo (laughs) that was kindergarten and i but that's about it man i remember going to my teacher's house in kindergarten vaguely yeah so I, i i remember a little bit of that but I have a picture of me throwing a football in the backyard like when I was three. Yeah. And I have, I don't remember that at all. I, I, I have no context for yeah. 
even what I was vaguely feeling at the time. Right. It's, it's but you know what happened because there's a picture, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. There's a picture of me sitting on steps and I'm like a toddler and I have a Bud Light or a Coors Light in my hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember that <laughs> shit, but I know it's me because I'm like, yeah, that's me as a baby. But it's just funny to me. I'm like, okay, what's the context of this? Like, surely you just handed me that and thought it would be funny. Like, I, I'm guessing I wasn't just sitting there <laughs> pounding a course line. You probably didn't steal it. <laughs> yeah, I looked a little too, uh, a little too young to be doing that shit. But uh, I know it happened, but I have no recollection of that. It's just crazy how life is like that, man. It'll be interesting to get to heaven, whatever. Just see everything clearly again. Do you think you will? Pretty fast. Is you think that's something that we'll be uh, uh, eventually be able to experience? I mean, I don't see why it's a logical impossibility. And if if uh, if it is possible, I mean, why not? Why not? Why shouldn't you be able to? Would you want to though? You'd watch the whole thing. If I could somehow edit out all the embarrassing moments. <laughs> no, you, yeah. no, you don't get that choice. You can watch the whole reel. Then I would have to think about that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're Clark up in the uh, in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You're stuck up in that attic. <laughs> attic. And uh, is it an attic or addict? <laughs> it's attic. Depends on... <laughs> you're not an addict. <laughs> you're stuck up in the attic. The family left and the fucking... You can't get down. You got to watch the whole reel or nothing at all. You gonna watch the whole thing? Take your time. There's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> I think if for some reason I needed to learn something, or if 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 I was just gonna learn something, not that I had to learn something, but yeah, you, you just know. wanted to. Yeah, I think I think I would. Yeah, I might have to pound a couple of beers first, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess I would do the whole reel. Maybe if I'm by myself, if I'm with family and friends, <laughs> probably not. But I'd have to watch it first and be like, okay, <clears throat> some of this was bad. But if you're, but if you're truly watching all of the real, like, wouldn't that take lifetimes? Maybe to get through. Like, if in any given moment, you know, you're just taking a snapshot. You know, sometimes you're not even paying attention to. Well, I was going to say what you're feeling. But, I mean, if in that moment you're not paying attention to what you're feeling, then you're not, you didn't feel anything. <laughs> yeah. So. I wonder if our reel, though, is, um, like, let's say you have an event. I wonder if our, you know, with, maybe you have an interaction with someone, or you get in a fight with someone, or an argument. I w- maybe our reel, or you do something, like, you see, it's like third person. It's like you see your life from the viewpoint of someone else. And then you you see it from a different angle and then another angle. So maybe our lifetime, like we do all this shit and it's like, okay, but it might take five, six times as long to really view that interaction because you see it from all these different third party perspectives. I mean, there's so many different ways to look at even our own events. We're only looking at them from our subjective experience. I, but, every, but there's other people like just thinking like you talking to me right now is a completely different perspective. Like we're doing this show together and we're exchanging this energy. My perspective is mine and your perspective is yours and it's completely different. I know. I, I, I don't think I would mind, you know, of most people, I would be more apt to, you know, see how you view me, but like people I've really wronged in the past. <sighs> That'd be yeah. tough, man. Shit. It might take three, four beers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe five or six. 
Yeah, I don't know if it would be the most exciting thing. I don't know if that's what we have to do, though. Maybe, I think maybe not everything's a learning experience. Maybe you already, or maybe you already learned it. Like maybe you did some shit back in the day, and you're already like, yeah, that's, I fucked up. I'm not going to do that. If, you're, if you've already apologized for it, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, there's no need to. We don't have to it, rehash it. Yeah, or like air people's dirty laundry for the sake of doing it. Like maybe that, maybe that doesn't have a point anymore. Maybe, right. maybe it does if you haven't wrestled with it or haven't reconciled it. Maybe you need that flash in front of you. I don't know. It's well, all speculative, because who the fuck knows, man? Well, I think it's a little bit more than speculative. I mean, we're both universe, universalists. And if I'm not anymore. Eternal torment for me. Oh, shit. What happened? I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I went to church. No, I'm playing. Part of being a universalist, I mean, it's assumed that everybody is reconciled to, to one another. So, right. And if... I mean, if you're reconciled, you know, then you don't have any dirty laundry to air anymore. Like, right. you've, you've dealt with it. You have to deal with it. Yeah. But but maybe, I mean, like, but maybe not to the specificity that we'd think. Like, if I think of my dad who left when, uh, I don't know, I was young. And then I stayed in contact with him a little bit through my, after my teenage years and into my early adult years. And then he fucking bailed again and, like, you know. I don't, I wouldn't need him to necessarily like be like every little thing that he did wrong. Like I've never, I would never need that. I'd just be like, Hey, you fucked up. Cool. Handshake. We're good. If God needs us, like, let's say we always have this thing like, Oh, we need to go through everything we've ever done. God's not going to forgive us. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, maybe. No, I probably not. Like God would probably just be like, Hey, you recognize you you fucked up. I mean, you fucked up. And And I think when people, when people fail, they kind of fail. In the same way, yeah, they they fail because of their weaknesses. So you're always yep. going to fail in kind of the same way. So if you understand the root problem, there you go. Like your root problem, my let's just say my root problem is lack of self control. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna there's going to be a whole lot of times that I messed up, and each time it's going to be slightly different. But but the root's the same. But once you take care of the root, there you go. The root problem. That's that's it. That's I, I was worried about that when when I was in the evangelical world. I was like, oh, like I just imagine like you got to sit down with Jesus and you got to watch your film, and he's just sitting there like, you stupid, stupid person. <laughs> like he's just judging you the whole time. <laughs> I was always so scared of that. I'm like, oh no, I got to go back and do like I got to watch that movie. Or I mean, even worse, I've heard that you know it's played for the whole world. The whole world. And That's everyone's just cruel, and everyone's just like, <laughs> oh my "You God. sick motherfucker! You are sick." And then I realized, like, okay, well, they got some sick shit too. But <laughs> so we, I get to watch. Okay, but you're next, bitch. As long as it's all <laughs> equal, that's better. <laughs> yeah, but... yeah. Just wait till we get to yours. Mm-hmm. Don't talk shit yet. It's just not necessary. <laughs> yeah, just it seemed really cruel. It seemed really, really cruel. I don't know. Hey man, can you give me a little top off? Oh. Do you mind? For sure. Or at least hand me the uh, the rum. Uh, do you need more ice? Yeah, we got to get into this ice chest though. We didn't really. Uh, kind of thought the table wasn't necessary, but I guess it is. I think the table is necessary. Or people need to support us more on Patreon so we can get better gear. I'm just playing. I'm not going to guilt trip you. But maybe just a little. Please support. <laughs> 
Oh boy. It is a beautiful day here today in Paradise, California. A little bit on the hot side, but yeah. Yeah, a little hot. A little bit hot for my liking. And we just came from the coast, so. Yeah. Where were you at? Bodega Bay, just uh, above San Francisco. That's where they filmed birds. Did you know that? I don't know birds. Or the birds? Alfred Hitchcock? Oh, okay. You never watched that? No. That's pretty good. I remember it scared me when I was a kid. All these all these birds, like, fucking attack everyone. So there's, like, these whole swarms of birds fucking everyone up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it was filmed in Bodega Bay. Oh. Well, otherwise doesn't sound interesting, but give it a shot just for that. Well, I mean, you know. Thank you. It, it, it's ahead of its time, and you got to remember that. Like, you watch old films, and it's like, okay... I see how this is artful and shit, but sometimes, sometimes, oh, to bring it back to our, to our topic, <laughs> sometimes we look back on shit and it's much better than it really was. Like I look, uh, th- let me give you an example. I have a bunch of, I used to buy a lot of CDs and I used to go to a lot of shows being a music guy and I'd buy, you know, if I saw a band and I had some money and they had an EP that came out or an album and I'd buy it to support them because I was in bands and I'd want people to do the same if you got it and. Yeah, don't expect it to be your favorite album, but support the cause and all that shit. Um, <laughs> and then I listen back like now, and I'm like, oh, this band used to, this band was so good, they were fucking amazing. And I listen back now, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna list any bands or CDs. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw shade where shade doesn't need to be thrown. Yeah, but. Crazy. I'll throw shade at Blink-182 because they're huge and they don't give a fuck. But like you listen to their first album, Cheshire Cat, and we're like, oh, that's before they sold out and they were punk rock. And, but you listen to it and you're like, come on. This is objectively worse. <laughs> the nostalgia, the, 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 uh, the memory I have of listening to that for the first time is let that be what it is because now you try to go back and you're like, it just ruins it. It's like this band sucked. <laughs> well, for me... The the Smashing Pumpkins have held up pretty well. Um, then then there are those bands that hold up. They stand the test of time, man. Most of Christian rock doesn't. It does not. I can't. I, I'm trying to think of a secular band. I, well, any, any soul. You listen to Otis Redding, Sam Cooke right now. You listen to uh, Billy Holiday. Listen to even Frank Sinatra. That shit holds. It stands the test of time. Right. You put that on right now. Sit in a smoky, smoky lounge, a smoky whiskey lounge, and you listen to some old good soul or some jazz. You're like, okay, this stands the test of time. But like Creed, <laughs> I don't know if I ever really liked Creed. No, I, Creed it's pretty popular Nickel- to yeah, bash. It is, bash and Nickelback. Nickelback's, and Nickelback. Nickelback's really. I mean, you know, you're kind of you're asking for it when you write music like that. But but Nirvana, I think Nirvana. Holds Pearl up Jam, pretty good. Yeah, Pearl in that Jam. genre of like grunge, like like you're clearing your throat type of type of singing. Uh, yeah, Pearl Jam yeah. and Nirvana stands the test of time. Even Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say they're in the same vein as Creed, but I guarantee there's people out there who like Creed and Foo Fighters. <laughs> you know, it's it's close enough where it's like uh, it's like a like a mm-hmm. post grunge, new metal, something like that. I don't know. I've been out of the game for a while. I forget the names of these these subgenres of 
alternative grunge rock. But there's something that stands the test of time. So what, the question is, what what's the difference between Pearl Jam and Creed? And and why would Pearl Jam stand the test of time, but Creed won't? Because <laughs> certainly they're similar <clears throat> in many, many ways. Is it our the nostalgia ones? of them? If both came out tomorrow, what would we say? If both dropped an album tomorrow, Pearl Jam dropped an album for the first time. You never heard of Pearl Jam. Creed dropped an album for the first time. I think, well, I mean, would you say that, I mean, the the music community, it def- definitely progresses. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, even if, even if you heard it for the first time, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Uh. Meaning, like, you stand on the shoulders of greats? Like, is it because Pearl Jam came before Creed? You stand on the shoulders of giants? Like, if you're just kind of... Like, if well, you're, if you're trying say, to write the songs Pearl Jam wrote, you're just being kitschy? Or, I mean, derivative. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I couldn't write I couldn't write a hip-hop album that sounded like Sir Mix-A-Lot. Because it'd just be like... <laughs> or, or, or uh, you know, LL Cool J. That shit's not going to fly anymore. I mean, it's just, it's not that LL Cool J is worse than like Kendrick Lamar or Logic or Chance the Rapper or some modern rappers. It's just that it evolves and changes with time. Like, uh, you got to change up your game with with the changing of the times. I'm kind of into cars. Like, I don't know how they work, but. (laughs) Do you like the way they look? (laughs) But I I totally get the art. You know, Top Gear is one of my, you know, favorite shows. Uh huh. Um, And there's, I mean, it kind of seems the same. Um, there's definitely an evolution to, uh, car design. Uh-huh. Like you, you've gone from skinnier, smaller wheels and tires, and now, you know, bigger, fatter, blacked out wheels, uh, mm-hmm. you know, aerodynamics, mm-hmm. the understanding of aer- aerodynamics has yeah. changed and that's changed the, the form following function of, you know, mm-hmm. cars. So yeah, that's how, that's how I would understand. Yeah. Um, how music changes. I think all the, like if, if you're like, Hey Matt, I'll give you a 56 Thunderbird to drive around. I'd be like sick, but it's because my mind, like, I'm like, that's a cool car. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's classy. It looks nice <laughs> in the, in the fifties. It would have came out and be like, Oh shit, this is the shit. I'd get in that thing. And like, I'd be done with it in a week. Guaranteed. It's not comfortable. Like I'm six foot four. I don't fit in this shit. Like this, I don't, the music, like I got that dot. Like I, I want to get Spotify streaming on my fucking thing. I want to be yeah. like, listen to the music. I want to listen at least XM, you know, I want it to feel nice, comfortable leather, you know, something heated seats. If it's cold, like shit like that, you're not getting nothing. You're not getting an air conditioner that works. <laughs> I've never understood people that were into classic cars. I mean, I, I if they, you had a lot of money just to collect them and drove them on a Sunday for once, I don't think 60, I would. I, I mean, wouldn't? I don't even. I don't especially like the way they even look. Um, oh, you don't? Like I think a '56 T-Bird, man, or a Corvette. But fuck you. But I'm if I <laughs> if I had to choose between like a whatever '50s '60s Corvette or a new Corvette, yeah, a brand new Corvette. You're all about the new shit, huh? It's new, and I think it looks better. Oh yeah. I, I still have that nostalgic view of old cars. I like old cars. I don't own any. I had a chance to own my grandfather's 56 Thunderbird. I have it tattooed on me because it, it's memorialized oh, nice. my I grandpa didn't... and my uh, Shoot, grandma. I never noticed that. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't talk about my tattoos. I hate talking no, about don't. that shit. I hate it. It's my biggest pet peeve. What's that mean? 
it means get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> no, I don't like talking about tattoos, but I have it. But and I had a chance to own it, and my you know my uncle lost his shit, and I was like, fuck it, have it, because he was gonna get rid of it. That's why my grandpa gave it to me, and I was like, oh, I'll keep it, because I was like a '56 Thunderbird. If I ever get yeah. money, I'll fix it up and just hold on to it and drive it every third Sunday. That shit just sounds amazing to me. If you had to drive it every day, it would suck a dick. And not in a good way. It, it would. <laughs> but every third Sunday? All right. That'd be fun. I've never I've never driven a classic car, so... I've driven it a couple times. It's not fun. It sucks. Okay. No, no, uh, no. Uh, you, when you got to turn the wheel, you fucking turn the wheel, you know? Right, no power steering. No power steering. The brakes suck. It's fast, but <laughs> it sounds cool. And it, but it's uncomfortable as shit. Like er, ergonomics were not a thing when that shit was built. But you know, I'll bet the the Toyota Corolla that I have now. I mean, adjusting for inflation costs way less, or roughly the same. But it's going to be much faster. Um, Probably. And it's not. And it's not even meant to be that fast. It wasn't designed no. to be. No. 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 No, and I would certainly take a 2019 Corolla over a 56 Thunderbird if it came down to what do you have to drive every day? Yeah. Like, it's no question, because this shit's going to be old real quick. <laughs> but if, sure, but if money were no option, yeah, sure, if, why not? Yeah. Why not have a garage full yeah. of... If you sign, if you sign a, like, a... Full of different driving experiences. $10 million contract tomorrow, $5 million <laughs> up front, you'd be like, yeah, I might get an old car. I got a little, I got a little cash to spend. I might do that. It wouldn't be the first thing I did, though. No, I might buy an island first. An island? That'd be a lot of money. What? What if you got? What if you got a ten million dollar deal in whatever you're trying to do? Book deal, record deal. Oh, uh, I would. What would you? And you got? And you? Let's just say you got ten million up front. Actually, I would buy. What would you do? I would buy a sports bike. I would buy like top of the line. How much? Top you, of the line. Well, how much would you spend on that? Thirty? Forty? Um, like professional? Probably twenty. Then right, I would get a wave runner. Um, Which, what's that like? The sea do <laughs> that kind of thing. One the, person sitting on that. It's the sit down. Um, Pardon my ignorance. Oh, no worries. It would be the sit down jet ski, and I think I did it. I did both, and I, wave runners are more fun. Yeah. Um, I've never done any of that, but no, like Dan- Daniel Tush says, you, you're not going to see a person frowning on a wave runner. Like yeah. money does totally buy happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would really want a huge house. I would want to have, you know, all the top of the line equipment, but I don't, I wouldn't get a mansion. No, 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 no. I wouldn't need anything more than 1500 square foot. I wouldn't think. No. No, and if I did, it'd be very specific to something. I'd be like, I'd get a recording studio. It'd be a fucking sound booth, mm-hmm. top of the line shit. And, I mean, that that shit would be legit. Like, the office slash recording studio, all my books, writing, mm-hmm. uh, the best mics, the best sound booth, all that shit. But the house itself, mm-hmm. it'd just be cool. It'd just be like heated tile floors. It'd be shit like that, all yeah. solar. It wouldn't be big, real, though. It wouldn't be big. Real wood, yeah. 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 For um, sure. I'd have a big-ass fucking garden. It'd be on the coast. I'd but it be- wouldn't be big. It wouldn't be big, big. The outside, I'd be more intentional about shit. But like, I need a fire pit. 
I need a garden. The patio would be I pretty nice. Orange. Oh, yeah. Speakers would be out there. Yeah. Outdoor kitchen. Like, n- nice shit. Maybe uh, right? big? No. an outdoor pizza oven. Uh, yeah. It'd be um, unassuming. If you drove by, you'd be like, oh, that's a nice house. And then you drive by. You wouldn't stare at it. It would probably be at the end of a quiet street. Not a whole lot of traffic. Hell yeah. I'd be on the Oregon coast, or the main coast. If I had my druthers... <laughs> hmm. The weather's different. I might get sick of the winter, but I like the winter. More, that, I, more than the summer. If I didn't have to work, and I was just writing and doing, like, creating shit, I might say the, the main coast. Middle to north main coast. Hmm. The Oregon coast, a, a close second. Brookings, whew, it's nice. It's Anything nice. above San Francisco. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Well, either, I mean, around Gold Bluff Beach, mm. yeah, or Bay, Bodega Bay, where we just Bodega were. Bodega Bay, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know the Oregon coast that well, though. So. It, it'll blow your dick off. It's pretty nice. Yeah. But the main coast in, in the fall, if you give me a house... With, like, my own private beach on the main coast. Just a small house, a little Cape Cod and whatever. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be good. I'd be good to go. I just need, the sp- I just need like, the one thing. Just that recording room, that library, all that shit. Just that space. Kitchen can be whatever. A nice kitchen. I like to cook. Mm-hmm. My wife likes to cook. Nice outdoor kitchen. I like to barbecue. I'm fucking good at grilling. Take that shit seriously. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Maybe like a wine cellar. That'd be kind of dope. Yep. Yeah. Or at least have... a full at least a full bar. If if you if you had like a full rec room with a full bar, pool table, I mean, kinda nice. Big yeah. big setup, like almost like a <laughs> if you had like a theater, watch some Premier League soccer early in the morning. That'd be kinda dope. Yeah, house is getting pretty big now. It's getting big, fuck. <laughs> Alright, it'd be a mansion. <laughs> it'd be some old Joe uh, Osteen shit. Would. Now that I really think about it, I actually really want a fucking huge house. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you had a crew, you had like uh, you know someone who lived there on the property. Uh, right, I would. House I would themselves. They they help clean. They I would want a maid. Yeah, a maid. I wouldn't want a maid like you owe me anything, but just like a friend who's like, hey, give me uh, if you got money, give me like give me fifty thousand a year. Everything's gonna be dope. I would do that. Or if you, you got rich, if you got independently, like just fucking filthy rich, I'd be like, hey, Mike, give me 50000 a year. Your garden's going to be dope. Your house going to be clean as fuck. Everything, you know, your groceries will be picked up. I got you. Your wine cellar will be stocked. If your all bro- you had to worry about was your art. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. You do your art. I got you. I'd do that for like 40, 50 grand a year. And if I, had, if I got independently wealthy, I'd be like, yeah, hey. Which one of my friends wants to make 50000 a year? Just fucking... You're not my bitch, but you're... You're my bitch in the best of ways. Like... like I'm going to overpay for you, but we're homies. Just... just you're my bitch, but I, I still respect but you. Yeah, you... Like, you're my bitch. You fill my... You fill my bar, and you live on the property, but you got a nice little place. You got your own little spot. And you drink... You, sure. Yeah, I got a big wine cellar that you make sure is stocked, but you fucking go in there whenever the fuck you want. You know what I mean? Like you're good. You want to make yourself a drink? Get the fuck in your in my house, man. I'll Don't make, get too drunk not to do your job. No, no. You hungry? No, I got you. I'm gonna make a risotto tonight, my man. I got you. It's gonna be some banging risotto, though. No, I, I, I in that way, I, I maybe I'd be a good, I'd, I'd be a good famous person. I hope. <laughs> I would treat my help with dignity. 
but no, I'm, but still, but, I'm, I'm of the mind that I, if, if someone's going to treat me with dignity, I'd be their help. Like, yeah, I got you. I'll be the, I'll be the best, uh, squad member that you ever got, man. If I, right. If I couldn't be independently wealthy myself, that would be, uh, that'd be a close second. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. If you wrote that, if you wrote some novel or something and you're like, you sold millions and millions of copies. Like, hey, Mike, give me, give me, all you got to do is give me 40000 a year. I got you. Sign me up. Yeah. Your oil will be changed. Your bike will be tuned up. <laughs> I got you. I would also like a nice truck and a nice car. Not necessarily a supercar. Like, Not a super, an Audi. Like an Audi or a BMW. Yeah, I'd want an Audi. Car. Yeah. A8, A6, something like that. Or a BMW M5. All black. Blacked out windows, mm -hmm. like fucking blacked out rims. Speaking my language. Yep. Yeah, that shit would be clean. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing over the top, like a hundred grand. I wouldn't go crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Once you hit a hundred grand, it just seems kind of... Well, a hundred pounds. A hundred thousand pounds. A hundred thousand pounds? Yeah. For After a... that, it gets kind of like, yeah. <laughs> What's the point? True. For our English listeners. Which... Man, can you imagine if we had one, one or two? Oh, I'm sure we do, man. I got people all over the oh, world there. Oh, yeah, man. When I go to Ireland, I'm going to meet up with a guy who I'm friends with on, on Facebook. He's an Irish That's dude. Awesome. Yeah, it's cool. He likes my shit. He supports me. He's a good dude. <laughs> We've had some uh, interesting times on Facebook, but he's a good dude. Like a little bit of conflict or? A little bit, yeah, a little conflict. Just but, because we're both real. And, like, if he says some shit and be like, yeah, it's fucked up, you know, I say some shit, he'd be like, Matt, listen to this. Like, you gotta listen to me right now. But it's a good relationship, so it's cool, like, to meet people like that. Yeah, so he's in Ireland. And I'm gonna be going out there, uh, I guess, probably when this, about when this drops, man, I'll be going out to Ireland in September. Oh, wow. So I'm gonna meet up with him. He's a good dude. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. I've never been out of the States, man, other than Canada and Mexico. Well. That doesn't count. <laughs> oh, out of the States, sorry. Yeah. I've never been, I've never been, uh, what do you call this, continent? <laughs> but I've never been, I mean, out of the North America. Yeah, that's continent. I know my geography. <laughs> I've never been to Europe, though. It'll be fun. I've been to Fiji. <laughs> yeah, you have. Go saving souls for the Lord. Which kind of ruined it. <laughs> I kind of wish I just went there to vacation. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure, ma'am. That's got to be true. If I was going to Ireland to save souls, I would not be excited at all. At all. I didn't... Uh, no, I, I didn't enjoy it uh, at all. No. I mean, I, I enjoyed seeing the scenery. I enjoyed uh, being on the boat, but my stomach was always in knots. Um, yeah. I mean, because we were, we were expected to share testimony. And, <sighs> and just for me, being an introvert, you know, just being trapped with all those people with no, no escape. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't, you didn't have your own room. Like, oh, you didn't? You could escape to the bathroom for a little bit. Was it bit, like bunks? Like yeah. Like a dormitory on and a I, ship? I, I couldn't even... <laughs> they didn't realize that Sperry and I were married, so they separated us. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. It would have been much better. Yeah, at least if you had some someone to commiserate with. If you if you had just a little bit of relief. <laughs> yeah. I mean. That sounds two weeks? Yeah. Damn, man. <laughs> I don't even like going on trips, man, for like five for like five days, man. I get I don't know. 
like even just, this yeah. I, even this ireland trip i'm Anywhere, excited any situation yeah it's just it, yeah it's a lot because you never really get your space like you do at home where you could really just fucking zone out and take time for yourself and i've been getting anxiety attacks really just recently this past year any time that we go on a vacation actually this past weekend was i didn't have any problem that's good but other than that it, there's always one day where i kind of freak out a little bit and really? i don't know exactly why like i know like i'm not in any imminent danger yeah or the, the last time we were at the coast for a little bit it was overcast for the whole whole time really and i mean like you i like cold weather i like overcast weather but mm -hmm. for some reason on that last day or second to last day uh like it the feeling of being cozy it changed to being trapped, being trapped, mm. being um, just dreary. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I never thought I would say that, but I, I need a little bit of sunshine, a little sun, like, especially as I get you know older. I wonder if that's physiological or biological, like vitamin D. I mean, like I think so. I mean, it you has, could have had a little dip in your vitamin D and you got fucked up. It has something to do with the deterioration in your body yeah. somewhere? Yeah, like, somewhere. It just cropped up right now. I never had that problem any time in uh -huh. the past going on vacation. Mm. Yeah, man. I used to love going on road trips. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder I wonder if that is true. Well, I, and I think, like, maybe the pendulum doesn't need to swing so far. Like, just because you like gray weather doesn't mean you don't want a day of sunshine. Go to the river. Go on a bike ride. Enjoy the hot sun. Sweat a little. That's nice too. I'm yeah. We're pluviophiles, which means we like the gray weather, mm -hmm. the Seattle weather, as opposed to the Southern California weather. Yeah. But never swing the pendulum too far. Don't be too dualistic, right? Well, it's nice to you know like seasons. Like oh, for definitely. I kind of you know in the past I would always kind of dread you know the coming of summer. But, I know. <sighs> I don't dread it. I like it, but it just lasts too long here where we're at. It's too fucking long. It's like three, and four, five, six months of hot, hot, hot weather. Yeah. Within the context of global warming, Ugh. like it's a hot day and you're like, oh, yep, this is a sign of global warming for sure. You know, we're all screwed. But That's a big one. That's the one big thing you fucks you up, huh? Global warming. Me? I think it fucks you up more than me. You probably think about it more than I, I do. do. Well, because I, I read too much news. <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm on my news feed. All the time? All the time. Oh, like I don't do that Four hours. Shit. I think I've mentioned that before. Oof. And, no, I, you don't see a whole lot going right in the world. No. Politically, at least from my standpoint, you know, conservatives will disagree with me. Um, but, yeah, environmentally, things are accelerating faster than, you know, scientists have thought. And did you hear about those shootings that we had? Yeah. Fucking El Paso, <clears throat> uh, Dayton, Ohio, I think. Fuck. Right, yeah. And <laughs> honestly, when it popped up on my phone, I was like, yeah, yep, happened again. Yep. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. We get uh, we're comfortable, not comfortable with it, but like, it's it becomes too norm. It's normative. That's crazy, man. Shouldn't be that way. I don't, I don't, I, I, we can't go on like this forever though. Like how many, if it get, if it stays the same or if it keeps getting worse, eventually, like I'm hoping with 
the younger generation, like when they get voted into office, like, you know, I say this with all due respect, but I really hope that the GOP gets crushed eventually. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of them. I mean, both sides can be blindly stupid. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, liberals have a problem with over-identifying racism. Yeah, don't race. There is systemic racism in yeah. in America, but I but I think that liberals use it as a political tool. Um, yeah, that's what I've noticed. Not to change gears too much, but I've noticed like, and don't get pissed. I mean, you can get pissed at me if you want, but this is what I've noticed. And maybe I'm talking about my, out my ass. But on the racism issue and on the like super liberal issue, I think like it's like white people get so mad. And they, they like will get on you about something way more than people of color who are really affected by race, racism. Like, yeah, of course, systemic racism exists, of course. But I've noticed like white people will get so fuck. The, it's like a, is it white knight syndrome? Like, it's like they, like, like you, you just say too much. Like you're trying to, like you're always talking about it. And anytime someone missteps or says something and you just want to, you want to play that card even more quickly than, anyone of color would take it. Like you just take it so far. Like you just like, I've been well, called alt right like, for my stance on certain things or I've been called like for what alt right. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. For like, you know, like I, I don't, I don't go as far as some liberals do on like PC stuff on, on the language we speak. I'll say motherfucker, even though it's like, well, that's patriarchal language. <laughs> like, I never thought about, about that. I mean, yeah. Comedically, I guess. I would be more to the center, more right. Definitely. But I'm liberal as fuck. Like, smoke weed, LGBT, mm-hmm. anti-war. Like, I'm liberal. But but at the same time, like, I won't... Like, I don't talk about systemic racism as much as some people might like. Or you're not speaking out against these things. It's like, well, okay. But at the same time, like, shouldn't white people not say as much right now? Like, I don't want to take it too far and be like, I'm a white person, so shut the fuck up. But at the same time, like there's certain issues, like racism. I would, is, I would love to see, and black people do speak out on it. I would, I would much rather be like, let listen to these people. Like I don't, I don't listen to me I on this be... thing because these people are way more impacted by it than me. So shouldn't I actually be a little more silent on this? I would be more apt to uh, support them financially and let them be their own voice than write a book on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. So sometimes it's like, I think liberals take it, like, if you misstep at all, they're on your ass and there's no grace for it. Like, I had a job interview at, at a place that was an LGBTQ plus advocacy group. And one of the interviewers who was interviewing me identified gender neutral. And I said, oh, thanks, guys. And she fucking, like, the look she gave me, the look they gave me, I said she. She looked like a woman. Sorry, I fucked up. Like I said, I just fucked up again. I said she. They, the the look they gave me was like I had fucking killed their cat or something. I'm like, yo. That's where there there's a difference between being ignorant and being or and being racist or uh Well, even difference between ignorance and practicing the English language for thirty fucking some odd years. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not ignorant to it, I get it. But but ignorant to the practice of it, maybe. Like, I've been talking for no, 30 yeah, years. Right. I've been yeah. saying, hey, hey, guy, I still, my, my wife and daughter say, hey, thanks, guys. Like, we, yeah, we use that language. I mean, and we call God he or something. I try to be neutral. 
in what I write. But if I'm just talking to me like, yeah, oh God, yeah, he's some sort of, I, I use he. It's not that I literally believe God is a he, or I didn't, this, this uh, gender neutral person, like I was erasing them by saying, hey, thanks guys. It was just a, it takes it, a while to, to reorient the way you talk and have some grace for that. Like sometimes like we have no grace for it's like, right. you, okay, now it's supposed to be they, you better get it right every time. 100%. It's like if you're in college, you have to get 100% in this class to pass. Otherwise you fail. I was like, damn, I got a 97. 97? Not good enough? 85? Not good enough? Or, you know, you expect 100%. I would ask for a little bit of grace. Like, of course. And I, and I would say that it's, you know, the vocal majority, the usual thing that I think it's probably skewing the perspective. Like, I would, most people understand. That, most people do. Yeah, our society is within transition right now. And, like, from what I can tell, most people, most black people don't get that offended, don't get that offended, you know, when you say the N-word. Um, if you said it in a derogatory way, even if you said it in a not derogatory way, they'd still, like, look at you like, what are you doing, man? They don't, I mean, they don't, I shouldn't speak for them, I should. No, of course not. But it just seems like people are more gracious than... Uh, at least that's my hope. I, feel, I know I'm, I, I, I'm grasping at straws right now. I don't. Everyone's gonna be different. I just feel like the average, like most white people, get way more offended about stuff. And then, like they like they're overcompensating. Like the minute you misstep, then you're the worst person in the world. Like if I said the, it, I'm just theorizing, and I wouldn't do this, but if I said the N word in a like, even if I was ignorant and stupid. And I called one of my friends the N-word, not in a derogatory way. I feel like most of my black friends would probably still be friends with me, even though they're like, Matt, you stupid ass. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I get that, like, we're boys, and I get, like, you see me as equal, but, hey, don't don't fucking say that, man. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're right. I, I overstepped. But I feel, I feel I still feel like at the end of the day, most most people would actually be more gracious than some of the people who are white who would never give you grace for that. They would be on your ass so quick. And and in one way, like you should be on someone's ass for doing something stupid. That's no big deal. We should be, we should hold each other like, Hey, that's not cool. Don't do that. Stupid. But at the end of the day, like, well, but I'm not going to like now, now you're blacklisted for the next 30 years of your life. It's like, damn, it takes you too far. Or we go back on people's social media from 15 years ago, and you're like, you said this stupid shit a long time ago. Now we need to blacklist you. We give no room for someone to grow. You're immediately like just the, the worst piece of shit ever. I just, just I let's people, find a happy medium. I mean, well, I think dumb people respond better to grace than to being blacklisted or whatever. Yeah, definitely. If you just, you know, let them know where they stumbled and then maybe give them a little bit of a hard time afterwards, but then like just let it go and they'll be like, Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. We can find that balance. It's non-dual thinking. You could speak out against injustices, some systemic racism, all these sort of things. It doesn't mean maybe it's, maybe it's, it comes back to like, what is our understanding of justice? Are we retributive or are we reconciliatory? 
Because if we're reconciliatory, the person who's even racist, if if they acknowledge where they misstepped, if they acknowledge where they were fucked up and racist, and they take a 180, don't we have grace for that? Or do we hold that over their head forever, even if they've completely made a 180? I think we yeah. got to be reconciliatory and not retributive. But mm. that's just me. I don't know. I mean, re- retributive is just added punishment and, right. you know, above what is natural. Um, well, I mean, like, take my dad, for example. If he came to me and was like, I fucked up, should I be like, okay, for the next 20 years, I'm going to hold it over your head and then we're cool? Wouldn't that defeat the purpose of what both of us really want? Like, if I really wanted my dad to have a relationship with me, if he was, you know, if he actually wanted to be a dad and he wanted that, what's the point in retribution at that point? Right. Do you really want reconciliation or do you, sure. yeah. or do you want blood? I mean, no, like, I don't want blood. Not at all. So with, with the race issue, with the patriarchy issue, with the, any sort of issue, well, if the person really acknowledges that, that they were fucked up in their thinking and at the point, and if the point is to reconcile and to get them reconciled to what is an ethical, moral, loving response to people who aren't like them. Once they recognize that doesn't, ret- I mean, ret- so what, what, what part does retribution have to play anymore? It should. I mean, what, what tangible good are you expecting to get after you're, you're reconciled? Yeah. I mean, if you're seeking retribution, what can you, I mean, I guess you're just pointing to their defeated soul and that's some sort of prize to you now. Um, I guess that doesn't speak very good to, you know, the condition of your own soul. No, you know, I mean, that person may have genuinely wanted uh, reconciliation. You don't want to be reconciled. I just want to get him back. (laughs) You just want to hurt him. Yeah. But I think, but that's the, that is the cost of sin right there. I mean, unfortunately that's just the way it works. The person that who has been wronged, he has to pay the brunt of the sin. Um, yeah, and the cost of grace. I mean, if, if yeah. grace is really our lens, like, <laughs> yep. That's where I've realized, like, forgiveness is different than reconciliation. We forgive others for ourselves, I think, first, and then that opens the space for potential reconciliation. <laughs> like, forgiveness to me says, what you did doesn't hold power over me anymore. And it doesn't mean it's right. It just means now I'm able to live Mm -hmm. um, not from under the thumb of your oppression that you gave me. Reconciliation then happens, I think, when the when the person or the group that has wronged you recognizes that they've wronged you. And I think the best way to get them to recognize that is through like preemptive forgiveness. Like you forgive first, that hopefully changes their mind, and then reconciliation can happen. I think in the evangelical world that we get it backwards well i don't think you can't there can't technically be reconciliation if you don't first forgive them right but i think we get it backwards we have to change our mind first and then we're forgiven but to me i think that can work sometimes maybe but i think more powerfully is that we realize we're forgiven we realize that it's grace and then we that causes us to change our mind we get it backwards, I think, in evangelicalism. Like, we have to change our mind first to actuate the, the potential forgiveness that's there and the potential grace that's there. 
But it's like, well, what, what causes us to repent or to change our mind about something? Then I think that's where it's less powerful. Like we're convicted by our sin or this and that. What convicts of our, I mean, <laughs> what convicts us of our sin? I mean, I, you know, kind of just keeps going back. But to me, like the forgiveness, if that's the starting point, that changes everything. You feel convicted when you, when you know that you've been forgiven? Yeah. I think I, I mm-hmm. feel that. Yeah. Definitely feel convicted. Like, hey, you're forgiven yeah, before you're con- repentant or convicted. Now that causes the conviction. That's my experience. I mean, I mean, I'm, maybe other people have different experiences. I don't. If they do, I would say they're not. They haven't really reached an understanding of reconciliation. I mean, maybe. Just a guess. Just a guess. Could be wrong. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I'm ready to kick it, man. What do you yeah, think? Me too. Well, then, with that, I guess we'll call it a day. It's a beautiful, lovely day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for subscribing. If you can, just take like five seconds. Even if you're not on iTunes, go to iTunes and find our podcast, The Bonfire Sessions, and please offer a review and or uh, rating. Even if you don't think it's five stars, fuck it. Just give us what you honestly think. Um, Maybe if it's below three. If it's below three, fuck off. <laughs> but yeah give us a rating it helps us out it makes us feel better about ourselves our ego likes it and if you have a couple extra dollars uh sitting around at the end of the month support us on patreon it's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the bonfire sessions give us a couple give us some scratch helps out it supports the show some hours and hours do go into uh doing this as raw as, as it is we still spend time. So thank you any uh thank you anyway. Uh if you don't have money, that's cool too. We cool. It's all good. Uh what else? We got a Facebook group, join our Facebook group. And hopefully we'll have a, a website soon. And uh don't be a dick or oh, yeah. a, or a bitch. Don't be a <laughs> don't be a dick or a bitch. <laughs> Peace out. Love you all.